0: Today, we're talking about the impressive hot streak that Seth Curry's younger brother has been on recently, as well as the Suns' re as a perennial playoff contender, throwback to the Steve Nash era. Are they for real? As well as the Nets' continued bad luck, whether it be Kevin Durant or now James Harden, struggling with injuries and other issues. All that and more, right now on Barbecue Chicken. Lillard will-
1: off to Leonard. Defended by Simmons. Is this the dagger? Oh!
0: Unfortunately, this is the second time that we had to record this episode because I messed up the auto for the first one. Wasn't that amazing, Levi? Yeah, it's my favorite thing. <laughs> Alright, uh, but we're, we're back with uh, even more energy and fervor. Isn't that right, my friend?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're about
0: to run it back
1: barbecue chicken alert
0: run it back how are you doing how are you doing how's your how's your week been going?
1: uh you know other than that we had to record this again it's been pretty good uh I, I, I don't, it's been just me sitting at home like always doing some school work got a ninety four on my midterm today. that was pretty nice but yeah, just pretty average week
0: hey you said you had some allergies acting up too though right how's that going?
1: uh you know they've gotten better over the course of the last few hours but uh they were
0: ravaging you earlier today you're just you're, you're you're allergic to losing and we can't stop doing anything but winning right now speaking of winning check us out on instagram at bbqchxalert, alert barbecue chicken alert with the chicken abbreviated we got nba content on the daily whether it be highlights news updates polls whatever you name it updates on the podcast clips on the podcast we got it. So check us out on Instagram. We're going to be focusing all our content on there for the near future. Looking forward to everything that is here right now and here to come. Starting out this episode, we got to talk about Aisha Curry's husband. Aisha Curry, of course, famous YouTube cooking personality. Her husband's this di- Her husband is this guy named Wardell Stephen Curry II. You might have heard it before. He's an American professional basketball player for the Golden State Warriors of the NBA. And Steph, as I mentioned in the episode of the hard, as I mentioned in the Hendo Hubbub the other day, he has been an and an he has been on an absolute tear in the month of April. And since I recorded that episode, he's dropped 47 on an 11 and 19 three-point shooting against the Celtics and 49 of 10 on 10 and 7 and 49 on 10 of 17 shooting against the Sixers. Steph Curry has moved himself into MVP talks whether it be NBA Twitter ESPN or even the odds makers he's been jumping up and the question I got to ask you Levi is Steph Curry an MVP candidate?
1: I don't really think there's a question of if he's an MVP candidate He's having an incredible year and I, I think he's just he's just been really showing off these last 11 games and proving what his worth to the Warriors and the rest of the NBA is as a star and just putting up gaudy numbers, leading his team to a couple of victories. I think they're 4-1 and in the last five uh, with a loss to the Celtics on Saturday night. But he's just really making more of a statement with this run, and he's making more of a statement for his Hall of Fame um, probability.
0: Another interesting thing to think about with this Warriors team is that they have steadfast kept themselves in the Western Conference play-in series conversation. Right now they sit at the nine seed. They've won six out of their last ten. I remember a few episodes ago, a few episodes ago, multiple episodes, on multiple occasions. I was talking about how the Warriors had lost three of their last ten, two of their last or they've lost seven of their last ten, eight of their last ten, et cetera, et cetera. Barely winning. Steph's been putting up loose change, empty stats. But now he's been putting it in and the team has been converting. I mean, they beat the Sixers last night, who were the one seed in the East right now. They're no joke. And when you look at this Warriors team come playoffs time, they're going to be facing off the likes of the Spurs, Grizzlies, or Mavericks. Depending on if they win their first game, if they're still the 9-seed come playoff time in that play-in series. They're going to be facing those teams with a chance to go against a team like the Jazz or Suns in a 7-game series. And when you look at Steph's championship pedigree and experience, as well as Draymond's, Although the roster around them has been plagued with injuries and inconsistencies, especially when it comes to shooting this year. Levi, do you think the Warriors team, do you think this Warriors team has a shot at maybe pulling off an upset against someone like the Jazz or Suns or at least pushing them to a competitive series? Uh,
1: If they get matched up with the Jazz or Suns eventually, I do think the Suns, we've talked about it before on this podcast, that the Suns are... Maybe not the threat that the Lakers or Clippers are in terms of how of their strengths as a team. You know, obviously the Clippers have two forwards that are defensive strength as well as both being shooting threats and scoring threats from all over. So the Clippers are a bit of a struggle there. And the other team is LeBron and Anthony Davis, which needs no more explanation as they won the title last year. Uh, I, I really, if they run into someone like the Lakers or the Clippers. I don't think the Suns stand much of a chance against them. Against the Warriors, however, as that's what we're talking about, as I kind of forgot what we were talking about in the middle of the sentence. Um, I don't know that the Warriors would match up well against the Suns. I mean, as we were talking about in the last podcast that we had to re-record, the Suns only have one steady, capable, big that's really consistent, and DeAndre Ayton. I know they have Frank Kaminsky, however... His NBA career since Wisconsin has kind of fizzled out, and we don't see a lot of strength from him this time around in the Suns jersey. Um but I, I I just don't think the Warriors would be fully prepped uh to go against the Suns team just because of how good the Suns have looked this whole season. You know, I think they're forty, what are they? Forty one and twenty-one, something like that. Forty one and sixteen. Forty one sixteen, excuse me. They, they've they just been on a tear the entire season. They unfortunately lost to the Bucs last night. No, sorry, they beat the Bucs. My bad, my bad. They uh, won against the Bucks last night. When it, They just continually are able to go into opponents' buildings and take wins away from good teams like the Bucs. Uh, I just think the Suns are a much better team than the Warriors, and unfortunately I think the matchup with Steph and Chris Paul would go a little differently than the way – other teams have been guarding him, and I think the Warriors would have would very much struggle against a team like the Suns.
0: Then again, the Warriors are kind of kind of fishing for straws or grasping for straws when it come at the when you look at the big position right now. Of course, Wiseman's out for the year. Draymond is some guy. Draymond is an undersized power forward who's who's kind of thrived more on the wing this year, especially defensively. But when you look at Steph. I mean, he's torched CP3 every time he's faced him, whether it be regular season or postseason. Even though I don't think they've really met in the postseason ever that I can remember. Oh no, of course, of course they have. They they, they met in the the Eastern the Western Conference Finals. And Chris Paul, I mean, he he showed out those series. Um, but I wouldn't say he's he's a uh, he's not an out lockdown guy. And with the streak Curry's been on this year, you got to go back to 2016 with his record-setting MVP numbers. He is doing almost better than those numbers right now. I mean, he's leading the league in scoring 31.4 points per game. He's shooting 43% from three, also putting up six assists a game, five and a half rebounds. It still amazes me that these point guards who are 6'3", 6'2", can get six rebounds a game. It just shows you no matter how tall, how short you can be, you can still grab some boards in the NBA no matter what position or how good or how bad you are. But going back to the talk about the MVP. The last time a player like Steph led his team to the playoffs and won an MVP was probably Westbrook's triple-double season. Um but I'd say that's kind of an asterisk on it just because of the the stats that came along with it. I mean averaging a triple-double is something had happened. There's something that happens is something that hasn't happened since Oscar Robertson until Russell Westbrook did it a few years in a row now. Um Before Westbrook was Kobe Bryant in 2006. Led the Lakers to a 7 seed with the supporting cast of Kwame Brown and Smush Barker. This was the pre-Gasol years. And of course, Kobe had a fantastic season, amazing numbers, did not win the MVP. I want to say it was D-Wade or Dirk who won it that year. I want to say D-Wade though. Not going to put money on it. But I bet on D-Wade. Hypothetically. But yeah, there there's there haven't been a lot of players who have kind of carried their team in a way like this in the regular season and gotten a, a lower seed, although they've been pretty much the no matter how bad their rosters are, there haven't been a lot of those guys who have who have been serious MVP candidates. And you just gotta wonder, is the NBA a league where we're only gonna give MVP awards to players with top four seeds? Yeah. I mean, it's something that hasn't happened since I believe Russell Westbrook,
1: which was four years ago, I think. Uh, So it's definitely been a bit of a long time, but yeah, it's just, it's just weird how, I don't know. I feel like there's this fascination with, I mean, rightly so. There's this fascination with winning in the NBA, rightly so, obviously, as I said before, (laughs) but even if you put up 40 points and you lead your team to victory every night. Uh, sorry, and you and you lead your team to like a fifth seed or a sixth seed, it's still look kind of looked down upon when a player with has 23 and 10 in like the top three seeds. It's just something that you don't see that often. I think it's a interesting thing to look at.
0: And it it goes back to something we've talked about on earlier episodes, on previous episodes what does most valuable player really mean? Because if you take Steph off this Warriors team, you get the 20-win Warriors team that happened last year. If you take Joel Embiid off the Sixers, they win almost every game without him. You take Jokic off the Nuggets, if Murray's still there, maybe they struggle a bit, but I think the Nuggets would still be a fringe playoff contending team with the roster that they've got around Murray and Jokic. But, this Warriors team would be nowhere near the playoff conversation if they didn't have Steph, especially in the past month, with them winning six out of their last ten games thanks to his incredible numbers. I mean, he's averaging over forty points a game in the month of April, which is unheard of. I mean, we haven't had those numbers since James Harden in the 2018-19 season. And if the Warriors make the playoffs, it's gonna be interesting to see can he translate these incredible numbers and the incredible search he's having to playoff series, to a playoff series. Harden in 18-19, as you remember, could not. I mean, that's not saying he didn't have a solid playoff season. He didn't have a solid postseason, numbers-wise. But he was not putting up 40, 50 points a night, triple-doubles, blah, blah, blah. So we shall see. Hoping that Steph and the Warriors can find their way into the postseason, just because, I mean, he's just so fun to watch. He's electric, he's incredible. And I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see more of uh, Chef Curry stirring the pot.
1: Switching gears here, let's talk about the recent news that James Harden's going to be having a setback in his injury recovery and that he'll most likely be out till the playoffs. Now, this is pretty hard information for a lot of Nets fans to hear. They were thinking about him coming back uh, towards the end of the regular season and they were having maybe have like a seven game stretch where him, KD, and Kyrie can come back together and start to. Really get fine tuned for the playoffs in the first round, but unfortunately, that's not going to happen. Harden will most likely come back either just before the playoffs, as the playoffs start, or a few games into the playoffs. Which means that he'll have to get in this, get back back, you know, into a groove right when they're trying to go hard as they can and just uh, get back to think get 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 next to the get to the next round, obviously. But um, I was thinking how much this might affect things down the road when they have to play a team like the Sixers, who had a terrible year last year. Not a terrible year, sorry. They've faced playoff disappointments the last two years. And last year, it almost seemed like the team quit on Joel Embiid in that series against the Celtics. Uh, But this year, they've turned a new leaf. They fired Brett Brown. They hired Doc Rivers. They got this whole new energy and this new team and they're really just coming together um with a great spirit on the team so it seems like that they are a big threat to go to the finals this year and if a team like brooklyn doesn't have all the pieces coming together at the right time i mean they're having hard to come in in the middle of the series it seems like in the first round if the timetables would be correct uh if you're going to go up against a team like the Sixers in the conference finals who have had a phenomenal season and they've just all, they, they just, it's not one person. I mean, you can call it Embiid running the show and that's totally fair, but I, I think you still have to include a lot of other players who've been really good for them. Uh, let Danny Green, even Tyrese Maxey as a rookie have been really good for the 76ers. And so that, and so when you have such forces that I feel like, uh, the Nets are really going to have to scrap things together to get past this Sixers team. Uh, you know, the Nets have role players as well. They have Joe Harris, they have Bruce Brown, they have DeAndre Jordan. But I just don't know how much um, – how, how good they're going to be when they have to scrap everything together uh, to f- try and take on a team like the Sixers who have had a great year and have kind of put two things together more organically than I would say the Nets have. Uh, when Steve Nash is trying to do like a Frankenstein project and trying to get everything together on time.
0: True, and I'm kind of reminded of the the was it 1819? Yeah, the 1819 Warriors team come playoffs. I mean, KD had his struggles with injuries in the playoffs, but everything kind of came together. And barring barring the freak injury to not just KD, but even if Clay Thompson stays healthy in those finals. I think that Warriors team wins over the Raptors, and that's kind of the vibe I'm getting right now. with With whether it be Harden or Katie, of course, Katie's going to be back in time for the playoffs, barring another crazy injury setback. Harden, as you said, probably will be back just in time, or maybe rest up a bit and come way come come back midway through the first round. Depending on who they play, they could end up against someone like the Heat. The Eastern Conference is still neck and neck. But I've been reading some Reddit posts that just show and and argue that this Nets team has faced possibly the most adversity of any team this season. I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge retired after five games. Spencer did what he tore his ACL out for the season. KD's been out for months with a grade two hamstring strain, and he's injured again with a thigh contusion. James Harden is now out indefinitely with a hamstring strain. Nick Claxton's out indefinitely. Kyrie's taken a bunch of games off due to personal reasons as well as injury. Chris Chios is out for the season. Now, Tyler Johnson is a knee injury. And there's a chance that this Nets team has to face the Heat, then the Bucks, the Sixers, and then the Lakers on the way to win a championship. And just those three Eastern Conference teams, you look at someone on the West, out West, that could face teams like, there could be a run where a team in the West faces the Grizzlies, the Suns, and then the Clippers. And of course, the Clippers are an elite team, and the Suns are solid. But the Grizzlies, not so much. And the Suns, we're going to talk about them in a bit. You can make an argument that, come playoff team, they may not be the biggest threat. Compared to teams like the Sixers, Celtics, Bucks, who have a bit more experience and star power, I'd say. But there's an argument to both sides of that story. But the Nets have faced a lot of adversity. And like you said, we have not seen a lot of the big three together. I was reading a post today. Shout out to Deep. Censored value on Reddit. The Nets this season, with Harden and Irving playing together, they've been fourteen and three. With the Big Three together, they've just been five and two. Only seven games the Big Three has played together, and only six have they started together. With just Harden, they're four and two. With just Kyrie, they're three and three. With KD and Kyrie, they're two and two. With Harden and KD, they're two and zero. And with just KD, they're one and zero. So we need to have a bigger sample size to know that this Big Three is going to do well together. On Devil's Advocate for that, I'm going to argue that there's something called the LeBron effect that has to be considered, and that is, when you think about these three players' history in the playoffs, in the postseason, they're all three first ballot Hall of Famers, no doubt, no question, no debate, in my mind. Like LeBron on those Cavs teams, they could look as chaotic as they wanted to, chaotic as they wanted to, in 16, in 17, in 18, Come playoff time, no matter what seed LeBron is, you're picking him every round. You have no doubt, no question at all as his ability as, as his ability to lead his team to the finals. And that's what I think you got to consider with KD, Kyrie, and Harden. There might be injuries right now, like a thigh contusion that sets KD aside for a week and a half to two weeks. Come playoff time, that's something you can play through. Maybe you can play through. It's a different breed, a different mindset, A whole different game come playoff time. And I just think, barring a major, major injury that KD, Kyrie, and Harden, whether it be two out of three or three out of three, I think they're going to be locked in. I think they're going to be ready. And I still have 100% confidence to pick them through NBA Finals out of the East.
1: I don't know. It just seems like this team could... I feel like it could be different than LeBron, than the LeBron effect simply because they don't have LeBron, but that's for a different discussion for a different day. Uh, finally, shifting gears to a topic that we kind of touched on earlier is the Phoenix Suns. Uh, we're, we're just going to talk about, are they real finals contenders? Do we think they're playoff contenders to get to the finals?
0: And uh, what are our thoughts about that? So Ethan, do you want to start us off? Sure. So this the Suns team, I know I've given some shtick this year to the Suns. I've said that they're, they're a matchup that the Lakers would want to hope in the early early rounds of the Western Conference over teams like the Clippers or even Nuggets and maybe even Jazz as well. But now, with Jamal Murray after the season and the way that the Suns team has been playing recently, I'm willing to put them on the level of Western Conference contenders, Western Conference Finals contenders, serious Western Conference Finals contenders, I think the Suns team has the ability to beat a team like the Jazz, for sure, in a seven-game series. The Clippers, I'm not so sure if I would say yes, for sure, but I think I would give them a fair fight. And this is just simply due to the level of offensive output that they've had this year. Whether it be Mikkel Burgess, Devin Booker, CP3, they got scoring everywhere you look. DeAndre ayton has been having a fantastic season, about 16-10, and 16-11. and 11. Kinda of, kind of a low key player out of that 2018 draft class. You think about Bagley, he's busted. You think about Trey, he's been out of a solid season as well. If you want to redraft that class, Aiden is definitely not gonna be number one, definitely not gonna be number two, maybe not number three, but I still think he's fringe top five out of that draft list draft class, and I haven't been hearing a lot of people talking about him this year. Also, a separate talk separate debate. I don't think the Suns get enough flack for not picking Luca. Everyone talks about the Kings picking Bagley over Luca, the Trey, the Hawks picking Trey or trading train, train Luca for Trey. The Suns are the number one pick, and while Aiden hasn't panned out terribly and can still improve more, they should have picked Luca. Back to the conversations, though, this Suns team—I mean, they got a leader, they got an out-and-out leader like Chris Paul, who has has been through the muddiest of waters in the playoffs in the regular season, whether it be that seven game series against the Spurs, the defending champion Spurs in the 2014, 2015 playoffs in the, in the 2015, yeah, 2014, 2015, I got it right. Whether it be against the, the KD led warriors, where if not for a injury, CP three probably would have led that Rockets team to the NBA finals. And you can say what you want about that Cavs team on the opposite side. As good as LeBron was, that Rockets team was likely going to be favored going into that series. And probably would have come out on top. Devin Booker is a player. While he does not have a lot of playoff experience, I believe he has a lot to prove when it comes to the playoffs. This is going to be his first year in the playoffs. As well as Mikel Bridges. As well as DeAndre Aiden. And they got some solid rotational pieces. Cam Johnson. Dario Saric. As you said. Frank Kaminsky, while he's not the greatest big, I think this team offers a lot of scoring in the rotation. Um, a lot of a lot of players that I think have that chip on their shoulder. They're young in the career, but they have not had that chance to really prove themselves come playoff time. And of course, CB3 still wants to make it to a finals, still wants to win a ring. CB3 still kind of has that chip on his shoulder on his Hall of Fame resume that he's never really been on a he's never really led a team to the finals or won a ring. Um and I know Levi that you are in you're in disagreement with a lot of these points. So let's hear your side of the story. Go for it.
1: Yeah I just think uh I don't know. I don't think the Suns are built for it. I think they as much as I like to defend them this year on the podcast, because sometimes you have started to say that the Lakers It would be like a clean sweep against the Suns if they were to meet them in the playoffs. And I disagree with that. But I just don't know that the Suns do have what it takes to take down a team like the Lakers when fully healthy, when LeBron and Anthony Davis are back. And I don't know, though, if they have what it takes to take on the Clippers either, or the Jazz, really. I think this Suns team is small. As I said before, they only really have one true big, in my opinion, that can be dominant at times in DeAndre Ayton. And it's just hard to find a way to see if this team is going to be consistent enough to go to a finals, especially when I know Chris Paul has one conference finals appearance with the Rockets uh, that went to seven games. But other than that, he hasn't had too much experience going past that at all. Uh, so, I think this team is very young. It's still inexperienced. And with Chris Paul, uh, I still think they can get past the first round, maybe even the second round. But I don't know that they'll continue on and be a team that goes to the finals and gives even anyone a good shot, uh, a good game, a good series in the conference finals either.
0: Fair points. All right, hold up. I need to edit this thing real quick. I do think you make a lot of fair points, although uh, I would I would put case in point recent recent matchups of the Suns against the Jazz, and even last night against the Bucks, while they won on a a, a questionable foul call on a shooting foul against Devin Booker, I think the Suns team has shown that they can win in big moments in the regular season. But as you said, they have a lot of youth, you, they have a lot of youth and ex- they have a lot of youth and experience. So playoff time will be the the true shaz- the true test to their character and to their youth. Can the talent overcome the inexperience when it look when you look at Booker, Bridges, Ayton, and the depth. And the depth of their their young core. One uh one interesting interesting stat I want to I want to talk about a little bit uh just just on this going back to the topic of MVP, not really in relation to Steph Curry or as I should say, Del Curry's son. I saw this on Reddit today. Credit to Shan Mustafa, guy who posted this, or gal, or whoever, whomever. LeBron has been out for nearly four weeks, yet still has more games played this season than Joel Embiid. Isn't that wild?
1: Yeah, it's pretty wild. I mean, Joel Embiid, uh, I don't know. I feel like I see him a lot this season, but it's interesting that he's played less games than LeBron.
0: I wish LeBron and Embiid had stayed healthy this year. Because can you imagine the the debates right now? They'd be raging if, if Embiid was still performing at a top-notch level and LeBron was still leading this Lakers team to a top-three seed in the West. I mean, yeah. it be, that, that would have been fun to watch. And just this goes to so a lot about this season and the injuries, whether it be due to Adam Silver's limited schedule, all the games being tightened together because of COVID cancellations, protocols, whatever looking forward to next season so we can have maybe a little bit more closer active race between MVP candidates because you can say what you want between Embiid and Jokic. Jokic is probably a lock at this point. Rook of the year as well. People are saying that LaMelo is going to come back seven to ten days, possibly steal back Rookie of the year. Anthony Edwards has been averaging 23.4 points per game since the All-Star break. And even before that, he was averaging about 16 points a game. I think this is Ant-Man's award locked up. Sorry to LaMelo, but I wish that everyone would have stayed fully healthy this year. Got a little bit more competitiveness in those ward races, you know. Yep, definitely. All right, we got uh we got time to delve into uh, a little game that that Levi, Levi has created. Levi, you want to you want to tell the audience how this game works and what it's called?
1: Yeah, it's a game really similar to the one we were playing in the now unusable audio of the last episode
0: that we will um, play in a future episode. We we will play it again.
1: Yes. But it's called um, Quick Names, and <laughs> the way this game is played is that I'll bring an NBA team to the table, and me and Ethan both start, have to start naming off players on that team until one of us can't do it anymore for five seconds, and then uh, that the player who isn't able to say it loses a point, and the point goes to the other person, and the first person to three points wins the entire
0: game wait that's just it should be wait no sorry sorry i misunderstood but like when five points expires that one round ends right
1: yeah when five seconds expires the one round the round ends yeah
0: gotcha i I thought it was like you just that you keep going even if it's longer than five seconds never mind never mind okay all right. So, with you being the creator of the game, I'll give you the uh, the luxury of picking the first category.
1: The first category is going to be the New Orleans Pelicans.
0: Ooh. Okay. I think I got an advantage in this one. I did a lot of trade talks with them around our mock trade deadline episode.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: All right. You want to you want to count us down? Sure. I'll start it off. Three, two, one. Zion. Uh, Kira Lewis, Jr. Jackson Hayes. Uh, Alonzo. Steven Adams. Eric Bledsoe. Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Juan Hernan Gomez. Uh, Oh, shoot. Oh, no. Oh, no. I think think that's five seconds. Yeah, that's (laughs) five seconds. Dang it. I really suck at the Pelicans, don't I? I was too cocky. Okay. Okay. All right. who, am I, who am I forgetting? Who who else is on there? Um, I don't know. <laughs> you named the most. Did we say Lonzo? you said Lonzo, right? I said Lonzo. You yeah. said Lonzo. How do you know, Juan Hernan Gomez. Uh, because I'm watching the Pelicans game. <laughs> oh yeah, that's unfair. But I. I knew before I know. Oh,
1: before.
0: Brandon Ingram. Did we say Brandon Ingram? We didn't. We didn't say Brandon <laughs> <of> Ingram. <laughs> all
1: right. You want to pick the next uh, category?
0: Oh yeah. Um, Mavs players. Current Mavs players. Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. Okay. All right. All right. You got to start this one, but I'll count you down. Go on. Go. Three, two, one. Go. DJ Redick, Luka Doncic, Kristaps Porzingis, Jalen Brunson, uh, Dorian Finney Smith, Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, uh, Maxi Kleber, Dwight Powell, <laughs> JJ Moran, no. <laughs> all right, and that is time. That is all right. Uh, after that, more. I still, I still had, uh, I still had Nico Meli, Tyrell Terry, and Josh Green. Okay, all right. I know my I Mavs roster. Yeah, I'm a Luca bandwagon. <laughs> What else do you expect? All right. One to one. One to one. You get the next pick, though, my friend. Go ahead. All right. I'm going to go with the Boston Celtics. Boston Celtics. All right. All right. Uh, I'll start off this time. You want to count me in? Okay. Three, two, one. Kemba Walker. Uh, Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown. Uh, Grant Williams. Robert Williams. Tristan Thompson. Peyton Pritchard. Uh, it's Marcus Smart. Luke Cornett. Ooh. Um, oh shoot. Oh shoot. Oh shoot. And that's no. five seconds.
1: <laughs> Darn it. All right.
0: Dang. Okay. Did you have a name on the tip of your tongue? Did you figure it out now?
1: No, unfortunately I did not.
0: After that, I had, I had Romeo Langford and uh, I think that's it. They just released Mo Wagner. I also did a lot of trade mock trades with the Celtics, so I know they're young core, which helped me.
1: I could have done Evan Fournier. Dude. Oh, yeah, Fournier.
0: I've got to say, I I almost said Kyrie Irving instead of Kemba as the first one. That would have been embarrassing. You
1: would have failed on the first one.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, for, the, for the next category, let's see. I kind of want to switch it up from teams to something else.
1: No, let's- we're just doing teams.
0: Can we do like starting point guards or something? Oh sure, sure. Um, I'm not gonna do that though. Um, ooh, let's go with finals MVPs. Oh, I can't. <laughs> That's easy. Come on. Fine. Let's do it. All right. All right. And if we have to stop to verify one, we can take a pause. But I don't think we should get that far okay sounds good uh i started off last round so i'll count you in three okay. two or no we did the Mavs. no we did celtics you're right i'll count you in three two one go lebron james andre iguodala oh. michael jordan kevin durant larry bird dirk Nowitzki, Kawhi leonard magic johnson uh kobe bryant Shaq.
1: Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar,
0: Dwayne Wade, oh, um, Hakeem Olajuwon, Wilt Chamberlain, um, Isaiah Thomas, Bill Russell, I thought you meant the short one for a second, go ahead, <laughs> uh, uh, Tim Duncan, Kawhi Leonard,
1: You already. I already said Kawhi Leonard, let's go,
0: oh no, Dang, I really need to pay attention more when we're playing this.
1: Yeah, two two, buddy.
0: Ah, uh, I was just thinking of people in the last twenty years. I was trying to think: did we name everyone? I almost said Steph, but I was like, Steph didn't win the Finals MVP, even though he should have. All right, all right. I'm gonna
1: for our final Give one. To the um, I'm gonna go with players whose first name starts with a letter K
0: what the heck (laughs) you this is something you definitely know
1: no what just think of okay
0: start with i dude i know two off the top of my head
1: well you're gonna have to do it it's my category my friend we can do all time
0: i still only know two well that think of more i oh okay i know three
1: okay Let's, okay, I'm going to count you down. You ready?
0: I'm ready. I'm ready to win this knot. All right, ready? Yep, Three, two, one. Kawhi Leonard. Kobe Bryant. Kristaps Porzingis.
1: Kevin Garnett.
0: Chris Humphries.
1: Kevin Love.
0: Kevin McHale. Kara Lewis Jr. You win. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Really? I, I knew. I knew Kawhi, Kristaps, and Chris Humphreys. and then I, I thought of. I thought of Kevin McHale,
1: Kyrie Irving.
0: Oh yeah, so, I forgot about him. Did we already say Kobe? Yeah, you you said Kobe. You said Kobe. Um,
1: Tough. yeah, there's a lot. There's a
0: lot. All right. Well, I blew a. I blew a two-one lead like LeBron did in 2015. Dang. So I'll blame it on injuries.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't have my Kyrie and Kevin Love to help me out. All right, well, that's gonna that's gonna pretty much do it for this episode of Barbecue Chicken. Appreciate everyone tuning in. It's been a it's been a wild day recording this episode twice, but we made it through, and we'll be back very soon. As of course, as I said earlier, tune into the Instagram at BBQCHXAlert. We got NBA news, highlights, graphics, videos, everything going on there every day. We got polls, debates, everything. So hit that follow button. If you haven't already check out all our podcasts, all the previous episodes, we're on every podcast platform you can think of iTunes, which is Apple, which is Apple podcasts these days, Spotify, Stitcher, Google podcasts. And that's pretty much everything I got to say. So, as this playoff race heats up, as this playoff race heats up, we're about a month and two days away from the start of the first round. Less than a month until the start of the play-in series. Levi, any parting words, my friend?
1: Uh, have a good day, everybody.
0: (laughs) Keeping it, uh, keeping it family-friendly. I respect it. All right, well, once again, appreciate y'all tuning in again. Appreciate everyone who tuned in and until next time, peace out.